When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Buffs Inside Zone, our podcast here at the University of Colorado at CUBuffs.com. I'm voice of the Buffs, Mark Johnson. We continue with our series of talking with the new assistant coaches here in the football program under Coach Carl Durrell. And this guy here really needs no introduction. When you say the name Embry here at CU, Greatness is thought about. His dad, of course, is one of the great tight ends in Colorado history, an assistant coach and head coach here at CU. This young man grew up around the program and knows everything about it. Taylor Embry, the tight ends coach for the Buffalo, is joining us here for a few minutes on the inside zone. And Taylor, you're a young, imaginative, uh, smart guy during uh, this quarantine we're all under. How are you keeping yourself busy? I actually got two kids. Uh, I got a two-and-a-half-year-old son and then a three-month-old daughter. So I've been a uh, I've been playing babysitter really for the last week, um, and I've actually realized it's more work here than there is in the office. <laughs> I was going to say, for, for most of us, uh, by the time we get back, work will be, uh, oh, man, we got to go back to work. For you, it's actually going to get easier maybe being a coach instead of having to be a full-time dad. Oh, it will be. So, But it's been good. You know, obviously, uh, growing up a coach's son, I understand that uh, there's going to be times where you're with them a lot and times when you're not. So I'm just enjoying every moment right now. Yeah, without question. Well, well having having children all in their 20s right now, yeah, I was just going to say as the older guy, enjoy every moment. It'll change before you know it. And, you know, I, I think you're, you're such a fascinating story uh, coming back on Carl Durrell's staff now. You think of your history. Your dad was a great player, a Cherry Creek product, becomes a great buff, uh, former assistant coach, head coach. All the history you've got here, do you have to kind of pinch yourself a little bit saying, man, I'm now a coach for the Colorado Buffaloes? How's that been for you? I mean, it, it has been. It's been uh, overwhelming at some point. You know, I grew up uh, playing in Folsom Stadium as a kid, um, watching the greats. You know, I've watched my dad coach, Christian Fourier, Dan Graham, um, watching guys like Chev play, um, 
so I, I grew up as in, as part of the Buff family. And then, you know, obviously I went to college at UCLA, but Colorado has always been home base for our family. And then, uh, you know, now that this is my first opportunity to coach a position and it being uh, to what I consider home, you know, this is home for me. This is where I grew up. Uh, I remember watching see you back when football was, legit football with the Big 12 and, sure. you know, watching them play Texas in the Big 12 championships, their battles with Nebraska, you know, uh, the battles they used to have with Colorado State back in the day. So, you know, to me, it's what I know. It's what I grew up knowing. It's what I grew up rooting for. And there's there's no other place I'd rather get going in my career than here. Hey, I, j- just to illustrate what this program has meant to you. And, and I read the piece that Neil Welk did at cubuffs.com. You, you've got to at least tell our listeners the, the Pledge of Allegiance story, because I, I mean, I laughed out loud when I read that. Yeah, so in second grade, the teacher asked me to stand up and lead the class in the Pledge of Allegiance. And I didn't know it at the time. So I got up and I said, you know, I don't know the Pledge of Allegiance, but I can lead the fight song. I led the whole <laughs> class to the Steve fight song. <laughs> Outstanding, yeah. So you get, this this program has been at a at a DNA level for you, hasn't it? Oh, it has been. And you know, it's funny. Like I told my wife, she doesn't realize that we're just coming from the Forty ers But I told her, I go, I didn't wear red until ninth grade. <laughs> when, when we moved in my high school in Kansas or in uh, L.A., we were red and black. Yeah. That was the first time I wore red because you didn't wear red because in Nebraska, and I knew the fight song. I mean, you know, uh, Christmas. Christmas to me was being at a bowl game, <laughs> exactly at the Big Twelve championship. You know, so you know, I, I wonder from a guy in your perspective. So you look at this staff. Carl Durrell has got phenomenal history here. You've got Darian Hagen. You mentioned Chev uh, yourself coming in here with that kind of history, that kind of understanding with what this program has been, what it can be, what it means. Does that add something? Do you think from from you kind of the way you approach things? It does, and you know when talking to recruits and when you're selling a university, it's easy to sell something that is you, you know, and like you said, I mean, it's in my DNA, Boulder's in my DNA, the campus is in my DNA, the history is in my DNA, and I understand what it was like when when they had it rolling here, and the nice thing is, like you mentioned, some of the guys we got on staff, they've, they've come here, they've gone, turned down other schools that come to Colorado and help make it a dom- the dominant program it was. So th- it's nice being surrounded by those who truly believe in the tradition and, and the excellence that is Colorado football. Um, and, you know, obviously we got some work to do, but, you know, sitting around looking like I remember when uh, my dad was coaching with Chris Wilson and Darrell here, and, you know, watching Chad play yep. and played with my uncle. Like, it, it's, it, you got to pinch yourself at some time. But, you know, it's nice knowing that those are the guys I'm going to war with and those are guys that have been through it, that know what it takes. Um, and I just soak up as much as I can from all those guys. Tell me a little bit about your, your relationship with Carl Durrell. So first off, and correct me if I'm wrong here, he recruited you to UCLA, but you never got to play for him. Is that correct? Yeah. So Durrell, he offered me a scholarship to UCLA. Um, and then uh, UCLA let him go the year I, I was coming in. Okay. Um, so I actually played for New Heisel, which <laughs> it's just crazy how everything works. You know, yeah. and they're playing for New Heisel. But Darrell was always someone once me and I've always patterned kind of my, my coaching career, what my goals, what I want to do after him, because 
I've, I've seen him when he was out here working at Colorado, and he's obviously a former UCLA great. Uh, he played receiver there at UCLA, and he went on to be the head coach there. And then he went on to you know coach in the NFL and now be the head coach here. So to me, it's a lot of the things he's accomplished are things that I have on my goal list, you know. Yeah. And uh, obviously a brilliant man, a brilliant football mind, um, and just learning from him, soaking up as much as I can from him. But, you know, he he really was the one that gave me a shot to, uh, to play at UCLA, you know, something that I, I'm forever grateful for. And, and, you know, now it's awesome working with him, you know, now to try to get the program rolling. So your your first few years as a as a coach and kind of learning his profession, we're in the NFL. Um, and then last year, of course, with the 49ers, you got the coach in a Super Bowl. What was that experience like for you? Um, that that was it was a whirlwind of an experience. I'll say that it uh, obviously we didn't win, so it, that one burns. But uh, it it was a lot going on. Number one, I just felt like we truly had the best team in the NFL uh, last year. Um, and it's hard to get there, man. And, and sure. from how quickly we got there, you know, we were the second pick uh, for last year's uh, season. So we it, it was a quick ride to the top. But just studying under Kyle and uh, studying under my dad, studying under Bobby Turner, uh, he was the Denver Broncos running back coach for the longest time. Yep. You know, learning from guys like that who they just are full of knowledge. Um, and, you know, the, the season's a grind. But, again, those are all Colorado people, you know, that, that I've, that I've familiar, familiarized myself with. You know, Mike McDaniel, sure. he's from Colorado. Kyle Shanahan, he's from Colorado. Bobby Turner, coach with the Broncos. So it's just crazy to me. Like, Colorado has always been home, and it's always given me – some part of it has given me an opportunity to study – and learn the game and doing it under the best, you know. And obviously last year we had the best tight end in the league too and uh, George Kittle. So, you know, learning those the years of the quality control as a, in a GA, the best thing you can do is just soak up all the information and all the knowledge that the other coaches are giving you. So, so tell me about coaching under your dad. So he's always been your dad. But all of a sudden, you got to work alongside him. Tell me, tell me about how that worked. What did you learn? What did you see different about your dad working with him instead of just looking up and saying, "Hey, that's my dad." You know, you get to see the the level of detail um, he has, and really the daily grind. Because unless you're in the building every day and seeing, you know, the, how you're putting together meetings, how you're teaching techniques, how you're developing guys. You, you really don't get to see all the detail and the time that goes into that. So for me, working with him, probably the coolest thing was seeing how he developed George Kittle. Sure. You know, George Kittle and Ross Dwelly, the other side. I, I mean, it was really a, a unique experience. He, Kittle was a fifth-round draft pick. He came in. Um, I watched him grow up as a rookie, come in, you know, raw, talented, and then polished into what he is. So... It was cool just seeing all the detail and the effort that he and pride that he takes into coaching those guys. Um, and for me, it's cool just seeing how excited he is to come to work every day. Yeah, you know, every day he's happy, he's excited. The players love to see him. He loves to see the players, and he shows up and he works. So it was cool for me to see that. You know, working alongside him. Who's a better tight end, you or your dad? 
<laughs> better tight end. He well, he's a better tight end. I got I was a receiver though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you you, you yeah, did split I was, out. I was didn't a you? receiver, but I have you can settle. I had better hands. Okay. And, and, and if I could have put on 15 more pounds, I would have played tight end last. I was a tight end stuck in a receiver body. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Big, you're a big guy. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I was a tight end stuck in a receiver's body. <laughs> so the better question would be who's the better basketball player? Okay, well, what's the answer to that question? He's retired. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's never going to be settled. Yeah, I don't know if it'll ever be settled. <laughs> <laughs> when, when's the first time? Do you remember? I always think this is a, a unique moment for all young men, I think. When the first time they're, they're playing their dad one-on-one or doing something against him and realize that, hey, I might be as big and strong as he is at this point. Do you remember that moment? Yeah, I remember when I was, I want to say, I was going into my freshman year, uh-huh. and we were at the park, and we, we played one-on-one, and he beat me. And I, I was pretty, I was pretty mad about it. And before we left, I tried to dunk it, and I, I it was one of those rim grazers, you know, with barely. <laughs> but, but he saw that it could happen. Sure. And in his mind, he knew he was susceptible to getting dunked on at any moment. <laughs> I haven't played him since, and I think that was the day. We have not been on the basketball court together since that day. You know what? Uh, being being a John and I are about the same age. I understand uh, when I realized that I stopped playing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think he realized he knew it, he could get dunked on now, <laughs> and it, it was no longer fun in games. So that was the last time we played. I I prayed this one. I but, realized I could probably get him. Sure. Well, you know, you see, your dad uh, he retired undefeated that way. Yeah, he did. He did. He retired undefeated. I'll give him that. <laughs> Love it. Hey, tell us about your kids. So my son Grayson, he's two and a half. Um, he's wild right now. All right. Uh, he loves loves football, loves Buffaloes. Um, he still thinks CU's the Forty ers He knows that, that he knows the logo. He knows it means football, but he's still used to the Forty ers So we, I told him once he sees Ralphie run, so he'll he'll forget about that. There you go. Who CU is? Yeah. But uh, he's man. He keeps me active. He's a, he's a he's a terrible twos all over the place wild, but I love him. Uh, and then my daughter, she's three months old now. Okay. Um, and you know, with her, it's just goo goo gaga. Yep. She smiles every time she sees me. She smiles. <laughs> I know I'm going to be in trouble when she's older. <laughs> there, I'll, I'll ever say no. Yeah, there's no doubt. Hey, listen, I've I've got boys and, and a girl as well, and there is there is no doubt about it. I don't care how big and strong and big, tough football player you are. Uh, you are immediately going to become, uh, yeah, wrapped around her little finger. I guarantee you. Oh, I know it. I know it. So I'm preparing myself now. Yeah. Hey, speaking of prepare, how is a football coach? How are you preparing right now when he can't coach or do anything? <laughs> so for me, I can't. There's a, the nice thing in this all is it's giving me time to really put together how I'm going to teach everything. Sure. You know, for me, all this happened quick. So. The hardest thing is just getting how everything you want organized. So I've really been spending this whole time putting together my teaching technique, my drill tapes, how I'm going to uh, install my technique, uh, what what drills we're going to run. So it's, it's been good from that aspect in terms of I've been overly detailed and getting all that ready. But uh, it's hard, man, because all I want to do is get down and watch 
and get going. You know, I, I'm beyond excited about the room we have. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to meet with some with the guys a, a little bit, but they're hungry to learn, man. And they're hungry to learn that they want to learn. They're willing learners. They want to do the dirty stuff. Uh, so there's, I still haven't seen Luke Silva uh, or uh, uh, Brady uh, Russell lose a drill. You're right. You know, and they just compete. Huh. All those guys, legends, CJ, all of them, they compete. And so what I've seen, uh, what I've seen them do, I'm excited about. Uh, but it's just like, obviously, we're all anxious to get off the field so we can, you know, get the pads going a little bit. There is no doubt about that, man. I know that bus fans are, are chomping at the bit as well for football to, uh, you know, roll back around, get some spring ball, whatever that's going to look like, then get into the, the brand-new season. i tell you what, though. It's interesting, and, and some of the stuff I knew, some of the stuff I didn't, all the things around you and your life and as a player and as a coach, all the Colorado connections, it just seems perfect to have you back here with the Buffaloes. You know that? Oh, it does. And even hearing your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Taylor Embry was meant to be a Colorado Buffalo. It's good to catch up with the brand-new tight end assistant coach on Carl Durrell's staff. I'm sure all those guys right now are, like I said, chomping at the bit, ready to get some form of practice underway, whatever it's going to look like ultimately when the, the student-athletes are allowed to get back. I'm voice to the boss, Mark Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Our continuing series of talking to the brand-new assistant coaches on the CU football program, and thanks for being with us on this edition of the Buffs Inside Zone.